0: Hello there, Jason Leppert here for Insider Travel Report. We just had an opportunity to preview the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, and it is phenomenal. I would even say it's uh, stellar. We have an opportunity to now talk to some of the Imagineers behind the project here. Uh, Would you mind just by starting out and saying uh, who you are? Sure. And your title, please?
1: Absolutely. I'm Wendy Anderson. I'm the Executive Creative Director for Live Entertainment on this project. Wonderful.
2: Sarah Thatcher, Creative Director for Interactive.
0: Great. So how did this concept become a reality, just kind of a broad picture?
1: We actually started working on this while we were working on Galaxy's Edge. So I was also over the entertainment for that. And we knew that we wanted to have stories that aligned with Galaxy's Edge, that fed into Galaxy's Edge, and that gave people a deeper way to go into story and to connect with the land. And then we started developing this whole ecosystem of story delivery that was really, really fun. Finding characters that could stand up to and and receive from the iconic Star Wars characters that you know and love, but also create invitations for guests to play. Right. Yeah.
2: And it started with this amazing what if process yeah. of, well, what what if you could actually spend two days in, in an immersive story? Yeah. Think about what the opportunities for relationship building with, with the characters for, for building of your, your own story mm. and, ha- and the connections that we could make uh, over the course of two days. and Just incredibly rich and it's uh, been a joy to work on. It's been
1: an absolute joy. And two days and a hundred cabins, right? right? So that sense of intimacy and, and subtlety, yeah. I think, is also really important.
0: Well, that's the thing I always I find remarkable is that the scale of Galaxy's Edge is so incredible. This is sort of an opportunity to kind of scale that back down a little bit and be a more intimate experience so can you speak a little bit more about how you yourself as a guest can become a character on board with the data pad i know you have more of a technology background
2: yeah sure so one one element that is uh, a key part that as the as you went through the uh the sampler of the experience today yeah. uh actually connects those connects those pieces for our passengers is the pad on right. Play Disney parks So this is this is a, this is an app it's a mobile mm-hmm. app and it brings your phone to life as a datapad in the Galaxy of Star Wars which allows you to receive not only your itinerary mm-hmm. uh, which is important on any Star Cruiser yeah. but also messages comms from the characters that you meet right. and that lets you, Actually, develop a relationship with them. Hmm. So, if you were uh, on the bridge and the captain happened to barge in and really needed to, <laughs> really needed to quickly trust everybody on there, she had an urgent detour to take. Right. That that urgency and that trust gets followed up on later, and we can see. And you get the opportunity to decide: was her trust well placed? Yeah. Or do you want to take that information that you have learned nice. and turn that towards? The use of the first order. Right. And all of that um, happens through the, and when you used the word intimacy earlier, the intimacy of the data pad, having that personal choice, yeah. with these big, uh, epic moments, uh-huh. and then these quiet moments of personal choice and engaging in your own path Mm. on the story.
1: And it's also an opportunity for you to choose who's interesting to you, Mm -hmm. what's interesting to you, and really follow that trajectory. We've seen everything from people who show up and say, you know, I just want to drink cocktails in the lounge and see whatever's happening, and then they wind up being surprised by how invested they get in a character they met in the lounge because they were playing sabacc together, right? right? Or uh, we've also seen people who come in with a backstory and mm. cosplaying hard and really, really, really wanting to invest and surprising themselves at what track they wound up playing through, right? Awesome. Or what side they picked, I yeah. should say.
2: I, I was so fortunate to have my nephew on board. Uh-huh. Uh, He's 11, uh, came on board one of our test, test, test days as nice. we were getting ready for this and he, he he's a Star Wars fan. He he said, "I really think I want to play First Order," and he was yeah. looking for permission. Yes, yeah. of course, of course, you can play First Order. Mm-hmm. He came on board. He started playing First Order, and yeah. then he had this moment of moral conflict okay. <laughs> when the First Order started asking him to reveal secrets sure. about the other characters that uh, he had who could be friends or had, family
0: in this case that he had yeah.
2: other characters that he had met. Yeah, and we, we had a whole it. It was, it was a very teachable moment. Yeah. Uh, but re- really, this moment of, wow, um, choosing this thing means betraying some other people. Sure. And uh, he, he really felt his way through that, which yeah. was just this astonishing wow, I, I mean, we, we, made, we made some epic uh, some epic Star Wars, but also some, some epic emotions. Yeah. Which uh, just, awesome.
1: yeah, just such an amazing thing to see play out. Totally.
0: So since it is a cruiser, was any collaboration with Disney Cruise Line at all on this I'm, project?
1: I mean, I think we looked at, I, I don't think, I know, we we looked at the Cruise Line model, sure. visited yeah. the ships, yeah. to, to see what that itinerary feels like, right. to see what it, passenger feels like. What is it like to load everybody in around the same window of time sure. and have everyone check out at the same window of time? Um, and, and what are the things you actually want on a voyage that is a vacation, right? right? So the only thing we ask you to show up doing Mm -hmm. is to be on vacation, right? Right. And so we wanted to make sure that we had enough that felt like you were able to do that in a well-appointed way, in a high-end way, and then the story starts to happen around those things. Well,
0: Because every time I go on the cruise line, I'm thinking to myself, the kids facility is incredible, I'm an adult, but I, I'm a kid at heart and I really would love to just have at the kids facility myself, enjoy all that, and I feel like this is really the opportunity for even the adults to have um, the kids facility that's, experience, oh, you know. That's, that's
2: the amazing thing yeah. about this, so in terms of t- thinking about scale, of this is where Cruise where cruise Line um, is is quite large, we're, we're more of a riverboat size. Right, yeah. right? Right, we're, right. We're, we're, we're that boutique sure. scale that actually invites every every piece of it is for the whole family. Absolutely, for the whole family, and yeah. and you know, if you're just bringing friends, totally. Yeah.
0: So, how is this different from just another hotel or anything else that Disney has done, for that matter?
1: Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I feel like the, that intersection of yeah. live performance and gameplay, right. the the. The depth of storytelling and the depth of involvement that you can choose to join True. is unlike anything that actually exists. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's it's,
0: it's unprecedented. It's right? unprecedented, yeah. and
1: it's deeply not a hotel. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I know. And colloquially, it's called the Star Wars Hotel, but we know it's so much more than that. Now we've experienced it. It's it's like anything else I've ever seen. So it's wonderful. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, just to finish up, I'm just kind of curious. Can you hint at any fun Easter eggs that guests might be on the lookout? Something maybe from the franchise or any favorite mm. tips you, you might have? Have you seen
1: the Halcyon Legacy yeah. comic that's out?
0: I heard that that is coming, yeah. Oh, there's oh, one out. out now. Okay, okay.
1: I think you should look at those. Okay, <laughs> good, good
0: tip, good tip. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank so you. once again, I've been Jason Leffert for Insider Travel Report. thanks
3: for watching. Hi there, Jason Leopard here for
4: Insider Travel Report and I'm here with Matt. is
0: that right? Yes yeah, and what is
4: your title and position? Uh, so I am a senior creative executive for Lucasfilm Wonderful.
0: yeah, so this is really cool. So how is this design direction for the Star Cruiser different uh, and or similar from any other Star Wars project before it?
4: I mean it's it's pretty vastly different because I don't think there's anything quite like this. Um, I work on a lot of different Star Wars storytelling from mm-hmm. Books and, and comics to video games and even VR. Nice. And so I kind of I know the the sort of interactive space, mm-hmm. but there's really nothing quite like making an actual two-day real-world commu- right. you know, communal experience yeah. that people go through in there in story. In story the whole time. In, like, yeah, yeah, that Scott you sleep saying, in. We've yeah. never had to do that.
0: <laughs> right. Right. That's awesome. So, what are some
4: specific elements that guests might recognize from the franchise? Uh, Hopefully they recognize just about everything because there is there is kind of a little bit of something from a little bit of uh, Something for everyone. Yeah, something from the the prequels all the way through the sequels. Yeah Yeah, and what I think is really cool um, is that because we have the trip to Batuu as part of it You do kind of get to see both both parts of Star Wars You kind of get to see the the high-end glitzy, glamorous sort of Star Wars and then you go to Batuu and you get the you know the more lived-in scoundrel side of Star Wars and through your story, you kind of see how those things converge, just like you know in yeah. the prequels or just this sequel trilogy or the OT. Yeah, I
0: was actually I was going to ask that very thing. Kind of like, what was the the balance between the grunge of Star Wars and sort of the higher end of Star Wars? And I think you did you've done a really good job marrying those two on board. Um, are there any specific elements that you can
4: think of that are a good um, thing to look out for for that? Um, I mean, the ship itself represents yeah. really the the sort of high end glamorous right. side. Um, and the story is that
0: it's 275, it's 275 years old, but it's been old. recently refurbished, right? Yes, it is, okay.
4: it's, been through, it's been through a lot. Right. So it's actually, it comes from the High Republic era, which okay. is, is a, a branch of storytelling that we're doing a lot in books and comics right now. Okay. Yep. Um, which that was sort of a prosperous time mm-hmm. and a time of, of uh, exploration in the galaxy. Yeah. You know, it fell into hard times. It was owned by the Huts for a while, right. so it was a bit of a casino ship. Okay, uh, okay. After that, the Empire took over like uh-huh. they do. It became sort of a retreat for, you know, uh, kind of favored officers, bureaucrats, okay. people that, you know, are on Palpatine's good side. And all this backstory is in the comics and the book series? So it was all developed for this experience because, you know, when you're developing a ship that people are going to be on for 200 years, people are going to ask questions and we need to have answers. So um, it was all developed for that, but now it's starting to branch out into things. So we have the Halcyon Legacy comic series, which uh, Marvel Comics is doing, Mm. which kind of tells an adventure sort of in each of the eras of the ship's history. Right. it's shown up in some of the High Republic storytelling, as I mentioned, and it's also, we recently announced um, the Princess and the Scoundrel novel, mm-hmm. which takes place shortly after Return of the Jedi, right. and Han Solo and Princess Leia actually yeah. honeymoon on the house Nice, so and it's, if,
0: it's canon, folks, there you go. It
4: is, and, and of course, <laughs> yeah. of course, you know, Leia and Han yeah. can't not be Leia and Han, so, right.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Shenanigans ensue. Right. Well, you know, the, uh, the engineering room on board is very much like the Millennium Falcon, a exactly. little more of that grunge, but elsewhere on the ship, it's super refined and it's very beautiful. Exactly.
4: The uh, the engineering room, the cargo bay, you know, those are sort of the places where guests aren't supposed to get into, right. so you shouldn't have been there. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but all of the places where the guests are supposed to get to, right. definitely a little, bit, a little bit more cleaned up, but yep. of course. Your story can go a lot of directions, and you may end up in spaces where guests are not really meant to be. Interesting.
0: So would you say it almost has kind of an escape room vibe in certain parts of it?
4: To an extent, yeah. I mean, there's it's not puzzly in mm-hmm. the way that an escape room is, but it's it's more of a it's more of an interactive game right. where um, you're basically you know based on your choices, mm. your interactions, your story will change and be different. So even even based on what you're doing versus what someone else in your cabin is doing, you may have right. kind of divergent paths, and nice. you know, you may meet up at dinner and get to talk about, uh-huh. you know, oh, I help Chewy boards, like, oh, you help Chewy right. board. I I was <laughs> working on the other side of that, nice. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. You may be working against each other. It's cool. kind of fun. Now, do you have any personal favorite experience that guests should be on the lookout for? Um, I mean, for me, it's really the the best thing for me is the. the both the character and crew interactions, mm. this is the direct interactions with people, yeah. because it's it's so moving when you right. you meet a Star Wars character, yeah. and you know a couple hours later they remember your name, they come up to you and they they're like, Matt yeah. Matt, I need your help, I'm over here, yeah. you know, and you end up getting swept away in a story, just mm. like you know you're really in an adventure like yeah. that. So it, for me, it's you know interact with as many people as you can and i right. actually i'm kind of an introvert okay. so it's funny for me to be saying that but yeah. they like no, i'm too so I, they bring I you yeah. right into yeah. it it's yeah. so fun and they do a great job they're so personal personable and you just yeah. kind of you just take them as people right right
0: well so there you have it folks you can go on the star wars galactic star cruiser and become a star wars character yourself i have been jason Leopard for insider travel report thanks for watching thanks so much yep. appreciate Thank it you. So Jason Leppard here for Insider Travel Report, and here we are with the chefs of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Would you mind just introducing yourself and what your position is?
5: Uh, Hi everyone, I'm Bobby Rivera, with Chef de Cuisine for Concept Development here at Walt Disney World. Awesome. So what do you
0: have here for us that you can walk us through?
5: So over here we just have a small fraction of the bounty of food items that we have aboard the Halcyon. Uh, starting down here we have some more breakfast items. Uh, breakfast and lunch are buffet style. So you have individually plated items uh, that you can mix and match. Uh, as many uh, as you want on your platter. Starting over here, we have our kale polenta, we roasted mushrooms, sausage gravy, and our egg worms. Uh, the cool thing about this dish is that one, is it's absolutely delicious, but two, is completely plant-based. And if I didn't tell you that, there's no way you could ever know. Interesting. Over here, more classic, we have our star waffle with roasted pork sausage, and rolled egg omelet. Classic breakfast right there. up top, one of my absolute favorites, our potato roasty uh, with a egg and a rolled candied bacon or hollandaise sauce. This is. One of my top ones, I get a couple of those every morning. Uh, but over here we have our, our deviled egg. Uh, and how cool and interesting that looks is not your typical deviled egg. beetle egg roll, pickled vegetables, and a bed of fluffy egg whites.
3: Too, too good to eat. Too pretty to eat. Right.
5: Our pastry platter, Freshly baked pastries every single morning. Uh, matcha, rolls, croissants, plant based muffins. Uh, of course, we have blue milk, so it only makes yeah. sense that we have blue milk and butter. Um, here. Uh, and if we have blue milk butter, we're also going to have blue milk yogurt. So, uh, so taking right. our parfait, blue yeah. milk yogurt, blue granola, fresh berries. Awesome. Awesome. Up top, we have some of our lunch offerings. In buffet style, individually plated, mix and match. Uh, our, uh, our tomato salad, lorata cheese, tomato jam, fresh tomatoes. So, all garnished with olive oil powder and balsamic vinegar spheres. Um, our flatbreads, we have a wonderful, uh, super hot pizza on board uh, the ship. Uh, so our flatbreads are uh, baked freshly throughout the day. One of my favorites, the cutting glaze ribs, fall off the bone tender, the kimchi slaw. One of my absolute favorites. uh, A roasted bora fish, very flavorful, very fragrant, on top of quinoa, chickpeas, and potato. And of course, dessert. We could not not have dessert, guys. These are two of our offerings. Our yogurt fruit uh, dessert, uh, very, very classic in the galaxy, in our galactic brownie. Uh,
0: so, what kind of stories are you trying to tell with the food here? So,
5: we're telling the story of, of the hustle through, through our food. We are, depending on the planets that we're visiting, that's where we get our ingredients. Right. Depending on the characters and, and the individuals, of, you know, through through your journey. Uh, going to play a role in what you eat and, and what's going to end up on the plate. Awesome. A great example of that is our dinner offerings yeah. over here. So Dinner Night One is a, a, a dinner and a show, if you will. So right. We have diet, it's performing, we have a band, and all that is happening, we have all these different options coming to your table. Starting over here, we have a bentham style box with two different battle buns, are so steamed and seared. We have beef, bantha one, and tip, chicken one. In a floral one, then this box opens up at the table. You have four different dipping sauces to go along with all that, and a spiralized vegetable salad. Every single bite will be completely different. This just the appetizer. Over here, we have the main courses: uh, bourbon-style glazed chicken, roasted vegetable flora, herb-infused green rice, and a wonderful shrimp tossed in a lobster curry sauce. Super decadent. But the star of the show, in my opinion will be your Banta beef tenderloin, very tender, super flavorful, all glazed with this wonderful tamarind glaze on top of moon rocks, potatoes. Nice. And of course, you can't have dinner without dessert. And then in front of us we have our, our dessert for, for our first night, a fruit uh, whipped mousse with a chocolate caramel crunch fruit, a passion fruit curd and a shiso jelly.
0: So that was the Crown of Corellia Dining Room, correct. and now we're moving over to the Sublight Lounge. Hello! And if you mind just uh, introducing yourself and your title please for us? Absolutely.
3: Um, so my name is Evan. I'm the Food and Beverage Concept Development Manager here at Walt Disney World Resort. Um, and so we are so, so excited and honored to get to share some of the highlights of the Sublight Lounge with you today. So the Sublight Lounge is where everybody wants to be on the hollow non-star cruiser. It's got hollow supply, it's got this beautiful cozy booth where you can and congregate with your friends um, and really enjoy cocktails, zero-proof libations, and beers and wines in an elegant and high-end experience. So, when designing these drinks, some of the things that we really, really got passionate about are these planetary inspirations. So, have you ever been to Hoth? I want to go. It's, it's, on, to my, go? My it's hey. on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list. So I can yeah. tell you, Hoth is cold. Right. It is icy. Um, it's somewhere that you really have to bundle up. So sure thinking of something like the Hoth Icebreaker, which is available in the Sublight Lounge, what does a drink from Hoth taste like? Right. Um, so this one has uh, notes of a clean crisp vodka, a lemon and bright citrus notes, a vanilla lemon foam, as well as an ice shard from Hoth. And in keeping with this idea of items that are uniquely fi- familiar, passengers have remarked on their home planet that this tastes a lot like what they know to be a, a lemon drink. Thank and then other things that guests have really gravitated towards within uh, the Sublight Lounge are some of our Zero Proof Libations. So right here you'll see the Musa Twist. Have you ever had Musa Fruit before? Oh, well Musa Fruit is heralded across the galaxy. Our version has really bright fruit forward notes. It's also herbaceous and it's got like a light tingling sensation to it as well. Very refreshing and palate cleansing. Um, so this uh, has some bubbles added to it, it's elegant, uplifted, and the name actually comes from the fun story of how you harvest musa. So the musa fruit um, really has some technique in order to harvest it. So basically what you need to do is you need to grab the fruit and you pull and twist it really quickly and then immediately let go. And the reason that you do it is because it has these uh, spikes that disengage and you really don't want to have your hands anywhere near and so the musa twist alludes to that. Nice.
0: Very cool. Now I understand the curly Dining Room is going to be the Crown of Curly Dining Room. Excuse me. Is more of a, uh, a seating event for a dinner. Yes. Now, is the, what are the hours going to be for the lounge?
3: Um, so the lounge, uh, the lounge opens in the afternoon, pleasant okay. days, uh, and is open well into the evening. Right. Um, so guests can enjoy it when you board the ship. Got it. Uh, as soon as you arrive on the Halcyon, you can enjoy it uh, very soon after you put your things down, and it will go all the way through the evening, okay. um, and then on uh, the second day of the excursion, it will be comparable. So maybe after you've had an excursion to Batu, you're tired, you want to cool off, you can go to the Sublight Lounge, nice. and that will be uh, somewhere that you can enjoy. And, and there's snacks
0: of... you can have there as well?
3: Um, so there are small bites there, so uh, you can order small bites within the Sublight Lounge. Uh-huh. Even if you're in the atrium and maybe had some snacks that you're enjoying, you want to bring it in, um, you can do that. It's really kind of the place where everything's happening, lots of interactions, a great place you want to sit and relax in an elevated space. Awesome. Well, thanks
0: so much for talking to us at Inside Our Travel Report.
3: Thank you. We look forward to seeing you on the house night. Night. Bye-bye. Bye Bye.